You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. Patcher ransomware goes after Max, and fair warning, it does so in a dangerously incompetent way. Locky, CryptoWall, and Cerber are also still out and about in the wild. NSA seems likely to continue its vulnerabilities equities process. Industry reactions to New York State's coming cybersecurity regulations for financial institutions. A look back at RSA discussions of cyber warfare. Further developments in the study of bug drop malware. And TrueStar looks at Grizzly Step and has some thoughts on the difficulties of attribution. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, February 23, 2017. The Bratislava-based security company ESET reports that there's a new and unusually virulent strain of ransomware affecting Macs. It's called Patcher, and it's spread by torrent files offering license crackers. It's dangerous, according to ESET, in part because it's incompetently coded. The authors left the victims with no way of recovering their files, even upon payment of ransom. They also put up an implausibly blank installation wizard. So buyer beware, be especially wary of the torrent. It seems not unlikely that whoever's behind Patcher will soon fall into the hands of the authorities. He or she is almost charmingly naive and obvious in his or her payment instructions. Other more established forms of ransomware continue to circulate. Locky, CryptoWall, and Cerber account for 90% of current infestations, according to Checkpoint. Crypto ransomware isn't the only form of cyber extortion out there either. A Bitdefender study concludes that fear of reputational damage is likely to motivate a significant fraction of IT executives to pay up. Some 14% of those surveyed said they'd be willing to pony up half a million bucks if it would keep their breaches or other security issues off the front page. In the U.S., NSA appears likely to continue its vulnerabilities equities process, essentially unchanged. The program governs the agency's disclosure of zero days to industry. Reaction to New York State's cybersecurity regulations for banks continues. The new regulations take effect on Wednesday, March 1st. Vasco's John Gunn told us by email that he sees the regulations as likely to drive enterprises toward biometric and risk-based authentication. His Vasco colleague, David Vergara, likes the importance the new rules place on assessing third-party risk. Christian Lees of InfoArmor thinks, quote, this is an example of progressive regulation, end quote, and that there's a good chance they'll shape emerging industry standards. CypherCloud's Willie Leichter agrees, quote, a state the size of New York can effectively create nationwide requirements, end quote. The new rules remind him of the effect California had on the industry 15 years ago when it created a legal requirement for public notification of data breaches. 
New Data Security's Robert Capps isn't so sure Governor Cuomo's regulations will propagate nationally, but he does think they'll be a bellwether. Quote, New York may be the first state to introduce such measures, but they most certainly won't be the last. End quote. But he also points out that some of the regulations seem redundant with respect to existing federal laws and regulations. And he notes that New York State, while influential, lacks jurisdiction over federally chartered institutions. We continue our look back at the RSA conference with some thoughts on cyber warfare, a matter of concern and policy that loomed large in San Francisco last week. There were many warnings about the coming increase in conflict in cyberspace. The term hybrid warfare is mostly associated with Russia, especially in its incursions into Ukraine. Hybrid warfare is an amalgam of conventional combat, special warfare, deniable insurgencies, and cyber operations involving hacking, interference, and information operations. And it's expected by many to become the normal form of warfare in this century. Microsoft made a plea for the neutralization of the tech industry at RSA, neutralization in the sense that it should become a kind of virtual Switzerland, aligned with no one and taking part in nobody else's wars. Redmond also urged the adoption of a digital Geneva Convention that would protect non-combatants, like, for example, Microsoft, and for the creation of confidence-building international institutions along the lines of the International Atomic Energy Agency. Many applauded the sentiments, but few policy experts thought them likely to have much effect. In what may amount to an update on an ongoing instance of hybrid warfare, security company CyberX offers further descriptions of BugDrop, a complex and sophisticated cyber espionage campaign in progress against a diverse array of Ukrainian targets. The malware in use is spread by phishing. The specific vector is the familiar one of malicious macros and attached documents. Once installed, the suite of attack tools takes control of infected devices' microphones and collects ambient audio. It also steals files and exfiltrates them to Dropbox. The malware is relatively quiet and unobtrusive. Its purpose appears to be reconnaissance only. There's no evidence of any destructive functionality. Beyond saying that the responsible threat actor appears to have considerable field experience and a great deal of money, CyberX declines to offer any attribution and refuses the opportunity to jump to the obvious conclusion that the Russians did it. Their reticence is probably commendable because attribution is indeed a messy, uncertain business. The threat intelligence company TrueStar called us today to tell us about the results of their own adventures in attribution. They took a look at Grizzly Step, the report describing the Russian threat actors who made an uninvited and unwelcome appearance in the Democratic National Committee email servers last year. Those actors are generally believed to be Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear, a.k.a. the FSB and the GRU. But when TrueStar ran it through their own analytics, they came up with some very significant overlap in infrastructure with the criminal gang Carbonac. That's not to say, as TrueStar CEO Paul Kurtz pointed out, that the Russian intelligence organs were uninvolved. There are many good grounds for agreeing with the consensus view that they were. But it does remind us, as Kurtz put it, that, quote, attribution is a muddled mess when these guys start using the same infrastructure, end quote. Cozy and Fancy are quite capable of using criminal gangs. Criminal gangs are quite capable of using code or infrastructure established by states, and there's also the possibility of moonlighting or even false flags. So, when you're among the bears, don't be too soft or too hard. Be just right. 
Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me once again is Emily Wilson. She's the Director of Analysis at Terbium Labs. You know, Emily, we see a lot of these uh, tools, these exploits. Um, they go through sort of an experimental phase, but then they become kind of a normalized, um, I don't want to say part of doing business, but they become part of the toolkit. They do. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that we've seen over time is the way in which kind of I'm, I'm going to hack into something and kind of le- leak the data or, or do something nefarious has kind of gone from being a, a tool of, of vandalism to kind of opportunistic or even targeted fraud and kind of financial gain to, you know, now we're seeing these same things play out um, kind of at a, at a state level or kind of a, an international level, right? We're moving from surprise that it's happened at all to surprise at who was targeted next or surprise in how it's manifesting. And so we've accepted that this is part of the toolbox, that if you want to you know, sell these kinds of exploits, if you want to expose the personal information of a, of a government agency or an intelligence agency or, you know, some sort of international body, we are no longer thinking of that as something that's outlandish or, or surprising. We're just surprised at who it is or surprised that it's happened to, you know, this person next. So even from, from an enterprise point of view, no longer are people saying, why would anyone be interested in my CEO? Right. Uh, I think that's true. And I I think, you know, this idea that some attacks are opportunistic, you know, sometimes you are the low hanging fruit. Sometimes you are the house in the neighborhood who left your door unlocked. Uh, And sometimes it's targeted. Sometimes it's strategic. And you're always going to fall somewhere in that range of opportunistic targets. But I think that people take for granted where they fall in the range of strategic targets as well, right? And this is governments, but it's also enterprise businesses or even medium to small size businesses, right? Uh, If you have customers uh, or if you have sensitive or proprietary information, you will be a target at some point. 
I might not be the big target, but I may do business with someone who is a big target, and so I may be the conduit into that big target. That's true. Or you may use the same vendor or the same third-party service that everyone else in your industry uses, and they're a target. Your exposure isn't limited just to your own systems. That's definitely an issue. But there are all of these other kind of other ways in or other other places your information is being exposed or is vulnerable, and you have to think beyond yourself, right? There's this popular notion, and you hear particularly when people are marketing their services, that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You know, And some people say, oh, that's just marketing, and they roll their eyes. Uh, but other people say, no, it's actually not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. There are, we're at the stage now where uh, there are so many reasons why people may be interested in the data you have uh, that you can't assume that you're an uninteresting target. That's true. That's absolutely true. And even if you have, you know, best practices, if you are, you know, early adopter of every great new thing, at some point, the defenses won't be enough, right? Not to break out another analogy here, but you think about the fact that your house is, you know, secure against, you know, uh, against kind of a a rainstorm, if you will, right? But every so often, there's going to be a hurricane. And maybe it won't be a hurricane for you. Maybe where you live, it's a tornado. Maybe where you live, it's an earthquake, right? Maybe someone isn't going to leak your client list, but maybe there's a a certain type of malware that's going to just make its way through your industry, right? One of the things we saw that was really interesting at the end of 2016, actually, is there's an actor called the Dark Overlord who had previously been primarily working in healthcare and basically said, I'm bored. I'm switching to government contractors. They have good sensitive information. And, and things like that happen, right? You, you may not think you are a target because you're not the thing that's popular right now or you're not the large enough company that you think you're going to be targeted, but somebody somewhere at some point probably will make an effort. All right. Emily Wilson, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Rick here. At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now.
And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.